Hallelujah. The encounters you have with God plus a process is what gives you radical, ever-increasing transformation. We're going to talk about the process today. It's nothing new. It's nothing complicated. But if you do it, it will rock your world. Amen? Okay. Now, what happened during the convention is kind of like what happens to a plane. So, media is going to put up a plane here. This is a Boeing 767. Amen? Uh, it can... It can carry as many as 269 people on one plane. And it can carry a maximum takeoff weight of 450,000 pounds. Just think about it. 450,000 pounds. Now, I'm not 450,000 pounds. Amen? I'm 100 pounds. <laughs> That's all you get. Amen? Okay. But you see, I can't fly. Do you know why I can't fly? Because there's a law called the law of gravity. Okay? So, I weigh a minuscule fraction of what this weighs. But I'm grounded. Like my physical body is grounded. The reason why this is this big and it can fly is because it engaged another law, the law of lift. Are you guys here with me? Just stay with me. You're like, why are we talking about planes? Just stay with me. So I can't fly. It weighs so many times more, but it can because it's operating a different law. When you came for Dominion Convention, when you come to church, what happens is you start engaging the law of lift. That's why things you couldn't believe before, you can now believe. Sickness that held you for two years now lets you go. Are you guys understanding? Things that you couldn't understand in the word, now you understand them. And you're all charged up and you're like, let's go. But in order for this plane... To continue flying, it must continue engaging the law of lift. Because the fact that it's flying doesn't mean gravity died. It just means it's operating a superior law, so gravity is just quietly by the side. Any day it decides, I'm all that. Ain't nobody got time for that lift stuff, right? And it disengages. What happens? It comes down. So in Dominion Convention, or when we come to church, we go up. Now I'm going to show you how to stay up. Is there understanding? Because what God called us to, he said, and their light will shine brighter and brighter. He didn't say brighter than dimmer, then the next time brighter than dimmer. Turn to the person next to you, say brighter and brighter. Are you guys here with me? Okay. So tell the person next to you, keep the law of lift. Amen. Okay. Now, the law of lift in the kingdom is the law of immersion. That's what happened during the Dominion Convention. 
you prayed and you heard the word and you had encounters with God and this happened morning and evening and morning and evening and every time it will happen your faith would rise and you believe for something you could how many of you saw things that you could never have believed right they're, they're, maybe as they're preaching the things that you saw about yourself and you're like whoa right why did that happen immersion you were immersed in the word. You're immersed in the presence of God. You were immersed in prayer. You were in a community of people who were doing the same thing. That is what took you there. What will keep you there? The same thing. Are you guys here? Because one of the most amazing things that happens every time there's an event, and I did this too, actually. Can I tell on myself? Like, Oh, you guys just want to laugh at me? Okay. There was a year um, we had Dominion Convention. And like this, we had prayed. We had been doing all these things. And I was telling people, yeah, just pray, do all the things. And then on Monday, the Monday after the con convention, will be a national day of sleep or something. I don't know what I called it, but it's just like, whew, we're going to take a long break because, oh, my goodness. And I remember Pastor looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it took me a few years to understand why he asked me what I was talking about. But that's what, you know, that's what happens when you have a pastor like Pastor Steve. Um, because to me, I was like, after you do all that, then the next thing you need to do is take a long break. How many of you, be honest, you're like, with the amount of prayer I did, hmm? it's in Q4, we'll continue that prayer. Because I prayed, how many, you see your life? Because you see, it's just like, whoo, and I Lord Jesus, I, I gave you a bolus, I'm, I'm going to take me a break. Amen? But it's a trap. It's a trap. Because what you'll be doing is you're disengaging the law of lift. And gravity has always been there. Gravity is hoping that you disengage from the law of lift. Amen? So how many of you want to continue rising? You want to continue flying. Where every church service leaves you different. Every meeting leaves you different. Every time you listen to a message, it leaves you different. Let's look at that. Amen? Okay. Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. This is part of what happened, and this is what is going to continue happening. It says, um, put this in NIV, maybe, or New King James. Okay. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Let me give you an example. Pattern of this world. When you have this kind of illness, it means it never goes away. But what happened when you came for the convention? You were transformed by the renewing of your mind. That God wants to heal every sickness. Then you're like, huh. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Um, you, pattern of this world, you're called to be broke. I hope you don't believe that. Okay. Like Christians are supposed to be humble and broke. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thou shalt not forget the Lord your God. For is he that gives you power to make wealth. So this is what kept happening every session, every session, every session. If you want to continue to climb, guess what needs to continue happening? This. So when do you take a break from the word of God? When you are ready to come down. As long as you want to fly, you don't disconnect from the word. Did you guys get that? And sometimes we are not aware 
of how powerful the word. So put this scripture for me, right? Mark 4.14. I want to show you something. Because sometimes our enemy is more aware of what we have than we are. It says the farmer sows the word. So what happened this, this, uh, during the Dominion Convention? What's happening now? Farmers are sowing the word. Sowing the word. Sowing the word. Okay? To us, it's like I came to church. But let me show you how Satan looks at the word. Next verse. Next verse. Some people are like the seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it. Satan comes and takes away the word. Why? He's like, because this is how they get transformed. By the renewing of their mind. They can be my slaves. They can be my subject as long as they don't have the word. So he values the word enough to come and steal it immediately. We must value it enough to keep it. We must value it enough to sow it. We must value it enough to continue to hear it. Is there understanding? Okay. So the word. So we say immersed in the word. How do we do that? And we, at the end of the story, you'll get everything you need for this. But the thing that you heard, you continue to hear it. You know, Paul, when we get to heaven, will be very amazed at our generation. Because... He will be in prison. He will write one letter. Then they'll take that one letter and circulate. Like this church, have you read it? You've read it. Okay, pass it to the Ephesian church. Then the Ephesian church will read it. Then the Ephesian church will pass it to the Colossian church. For us, we experienced the convention. And the convention is still on YouTube. Do you understand how confused Paul will be? He's like, so you can't press play? Like, what's the problem? Are you guys here? So you heard it. Continue to hear it. Is there understanding? You heard it, continue to hear it. Hear it again. You come to church, you hear the word again. You pull out your Bible, you're reading, you're hearing it again. Are you guys here with me? But you're doing it because you're someone who has spiritual intelligence. You know, this is how I continue to rise. This is how I continue to rise. Because guess what? God renews our mind with the world, with the word. Satan attempts to renew our minds. How many of you will be honest enough to say that since between the convention and now, there are things that have happened that have made you go like, you start questioning what you heard during the convention. How, no, how many of you will be honest? You're like, I know they said that thing about him, but. I know they said that thing about the but. Why? Because Satan also has an agenda to renew your mind. To get that word you heard out. So if he's intelligent enough to do that, then we should be intelligent enough to keep it in. To keep listening till we believe it. To keep listening till we know that we know that we know. Do you know, when I was a younger Christian, if I read a scripture and I don't understand it or I don't believe it, how many of you don't lie to yourself? Like, there are things you read, you're like, I can agree God might want to do that, but I don't believe it. Like, how many of you? Be, y'all lying in church. Right? But that is not a problem. If you understand what to do. What you do is you keep looking at it. You keep reading it. You keep meditating on it. You keep thinking about it. You keep memorizing until it sinks. 
problem that you don't believe it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. Are you guys here? So you see the thing on healing, you're like, no, 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 no. You sit on it until. Amen. You guys are still with me, right? So there are two things I want you to do with that word. As you read it, you're not reading it to get your Christian brownie points. You're reading it to change your mind. When you read it and what you think doesn't line up with it, don't try to twist the word to line up with what you think. Twist this to line up with the word, what the word. So you're, you're, you're listening to, you're imagining it. You're imagining this being your reality. You're imagining that being your reality. You imagine it being your reality. Your, your imagination is a tool God gave you to build your faith. You see yourself healed. You see yourself prospering. You see yourself change, touching the nations with the love of Jesus. You see all those things. Because as you imagine, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The second thing you do is you obey it. Amen. We must, actually, we're going to make that decision now. We must make a decision to be the people who hear the word of God with the intention of doing what it says. How many of you were thoroughly blessed by the session that Apostle Ben Dobe did on prayer? Oh, my word, right? Now, how many of you know that that message will do nothing for you if you don't bend down and pray? There's no amount of hearing about prayer that will bring the blessing of praying. Are you guys here? There's no amount. So when you're done listening to it and you're happy and you've had your Holy Ghost party, then you go sit down and do what? So he has shown you this is how you can pray. He has shown you these are the benefits if you pray. He didn't say the benefits if you hear about prayer. The benefit is the benefit of praying. Um, how many of you were blessed? Um, you know, um, Reverend Bongo did the teaching on the prophetic, activating the prophetic. You're like, what? But there's no amount of hearing about it that will make you prophetic. Are you guys here? So what did he say? What does the word of God say? Then you go and do what? Do it. It is the word acted upon that will change your life. It is the word acted upon that will change your life. You listen to 20 minutes, you act on the 20 minutes. You listen to the next 20 minutes, you act on the 20 minutes. Are you guys getting this? Please understand this. The trans there's no comparison between the you God is trying to make you and the you you are now. And I need to understand this so you understand what we're doing this morning. There's no comparison. It is all, it is levels and levels and levels above where you are right now. No matter how blessed you are, no matter how transformed you are, it is that far above. This is the process to go there. Is there understanding? This, this is that process. How many of you are like, I mean, I like who I am, but I'm ready for 10 levels ahead. I can handle that. How, how many of you? It will require sitting in the word, changing your mind, obeying what the word says, 
I know the word says this, but cannot be part of your vocabulary. It can't be, except you want to be who you are now to the day you die. But if what you want is what God has for you, you sit in the word, you immerse yourself in the word, you do what the word says. So where are those people who loved the teaching on prayer? Even if you're like, but I really struggle to pray. First of all, let me help somebody here. No Christian struggles to pray. Every Christian loves to pray. But there is someone who resists your prayer life. Because it's like, if I can keep this one away from the source of her power, I can keep her under. So your prayer life is resisted. It's not that you struggle. So if you understand it's a resistance, then you fight and pray. If you think it's a struggle, you're like, I'm a weak Christian, I can't pray. No, that's not who you are. Your prayer life is what? Resisted. Which means you may not feel like it. You grab your phone, you set a timer, you set it for 30 minutes, you pray in the spirit. Whether you feel like it, whether you feel like your prayer is crossing the ceiling or not. Why does your prayer need to cross the ceiling? The person you're praying to is inside you. So why do you feel like it needs to cross anywhere? Amen? So you pray. You put in the time, you pray. Why? I'm a Christian, I love to pray. My prayer life is being resisted and I won't let the enemy win. Are we here? Okay. So the word, and it doesn't matter. You're taking a shower, let the word be plain. You're going to work, let the word be plain. You're doing the laundry, let the word be plain. Someone ticks you off, please let the word be plain. Amen? You have YouTube, you have podcasts, you have, you have all the things. You have a Bible. I'm telling you, Paul will be very confused by a generation. You have a Bible that can read itself to you. All you have to do is open the app and press play. Are you guys here with me? So take the word and immerse yourself in it. Satan has enough sense to keep you from it. You have enough sense to keep yourself in it. Is that understanding? Okay. So that's the first thing. The second thing is prayer. Is prayer. Is prayer. Please don't take a vacation from praying. That is like you saying, I'm tired of this law of lifting. I'm just glide. You're gliding to the ground. Amen? Pray. Why? Because you become like the one you pray to. We, as with an open face, Beholding the glory of the Lord are transformed into that same image from glory to glory. You've met people who are married and you're like, you guys look like siblings. Why? You become like who you spend time with. You can't spend time on Facebook, on TikTok, on threads, checking your email nonstop, gossiping with people, and be like God. It is not possible. Is there understanding? So what started there, part of what happened is you were under the canopy of the presence of God for days and days. Okay, the convention is not here, but you can trigger that. How? Prayer. Prayer. 
So we read about the sower. It says the, the sower sows the word. Where does the sower sow the word? In our heart, right? Okay, what waters the word? Prayer. If you'll be somebody who will understand the word, get revelation from the word, be transformed by the word, you'll be a person of prayer. Did we get that? Did we get it? Okay. Now, in this church, we have um, a morning prayer that happens every day at 6 a.m. It's called Arise and Shine. Um, yeah, praise God. If, well, and it's run for, I don't know, it's run since April of 2020. And it's a place you can come and build that prayer muscle and pray. You pray on your own. You pray with people. You pray on your own. You pray with people. The Bible makes a statement. It says, be as wise as the serpent. How many of you have seen that scripture? They'll put it up in a second. Be as wise as the serpent. It doesn't mean be like Satan, but it does mean observe what he does. If he hears, the, if you hear the word and he comes immediately to steal it, it means there's value there, right? You hear Pastor Steve say all the time that a thief doesn't go to an empty warehouse. So if he's coming to steal the word, it means, ha, huh, I should keep the word, okay? As a believer, you will notice that the number one place where you have resistance is your prayer life. So he will even allow you go to church, but ground you in prayer. Because he knows, eh, are you guys here with me? So if he fights your prayer life so much, then it should be a point of, hmm, there's something here. Do you understand what I'm saying? So as a believer, you fight for the word. You fight for prayer. You might be saying, yeah, but I've heard that before. Is it not the word? Is it not prayer? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That this is the secret of taking your breakthrough, keeping your breakthrough, multiplying your breakthrough, living a life where your light is shining brighter and brighter, where every 90 days people look at you and they're like, how did you become this person? You're looking for, you might be looking for something more complicated, but it's not more complicated than that. Are you guys here with me? Pray. Pray. If you're here during, as we're preparing for convention, you're praying every day, you're doing this, you prayed more than you ever prayed before. You're flying. You're at 30,000 feet. Don't come down. Nobody wants to see you down. Like, keep going. Are you guys here? Do you have people who are committed to the word and to prayer? Some of you looking like you mad at me. You mad at me? You guys all right? Okay. Okay. The third one. Um, this is one of the most powerful shortcuts I have ever found. Ever. Um, put up for me 1 Samuel chapter 10. I think it's verse 6. You can put it in, in, in um, NLT. That's fine. <laughs> powerful shortcuts. Okay, so go back um, maybe verse 4. Okay, one more verse, and then we should be good. Okay. When you get to the Oak of Tabor, you will see three men coming to, toward you who are on their way to worship God at Bethel. So this was Samuel talking to Saul. 
Then he said, one will, bring, will be bringing three young goats, another will have three loaves of bread, and the third will be carrying a wine, school, wine skin full of wine. Next verse. They will greet you and offer you two of the loaves which you are to accept. Verse 5. When you arrive at Gibeah of God, where the garrison of the Philistines is located, you will meet a band of prophets coming down from the place of worship. They will be playing a harp, a tambourine, a flute, and a lyre, and they will be prophesying. This is what happened during convention. How many of you experienced that? Right? A band of prophets. Okay. At that time, because of your association with this band of prophets, the spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you and you will prophesy with them. You will be changed into a different person. Amen? So number one is the word. Number two is prayer. Number three is community. We live in a time when the default is to be isolated. I got this. I'm going to do it by myself, blah, 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 blah. It's not the kingdom way. When we were praying for the children, you heard Proverbs 13, 20. It's like walk with the wise and become wise. Right? Now, there's a place for walk. You know, you want to be wise, read books and all that. But there's another place for I want something. I find people who have that thing. I insert myself there and I become like them. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you live in my house, for instance, you will be a person of prayer. Why? It's a house that prays. What are you going to do? Tell me you won't come to come down for prayer that is in my own house. You can't. Do you understand what I mean? I've had people who've come to visit, no prayer life, zero. And they're like, I struggle to pray. I'll just laugh. I'm like, but you're in my house for two weeks. You'll be fine. Right? Because pastor is praying on one side. I'm praying on another side. The children are praying. The eight-year-old is praying. You will say, even if I'm a demon, the least I can do is pray. <laughs> what happened? Walk with prayerful people and become prayerful. Are you here? There are certain rooms you'll be in. And somebody's like, I'm so grateful. We had this convention for the first time. I was able to give $10,000 as a seed. And you're like, hmm. Then the next person is like, oh my goodness, that was trusting God. And this was the first time I was able to give God $20,000. Then you look at yourself and you're like, and I argue about tithe. If they're giving $10,000, the least I can do is do what? Pay tithe. What happened? Walk with, the, walk with givers and become a? Are you guys here? So you know I want to be a person of the word. You know I want to be a person of prayer. You find the community of those people and you insert yourself there. And you will become like them. You will be changed into a different person. So the thing you call a weakness, the kingdom has a strategy for that weakness. It says, take you and your weakness, put yourself in the group of people who are strong there, and you will become... Do you guys get that? Hmm. I remember, um, because you, you, can't, you can't rise above your environment. You can't. 
<laughs> you can't be different from your environment. You can't. I remember um, um, we have my, my husband's niece. She had a graduation in, in the UK. She was graduating from aerospace engineering. It's like fancy. So we went. And when I got there, it was very fascinating. Auntie, it's so nice to see you. I was like, okay. <laughs> nice accent. Right? I can't believe you flew all the way for my graduation. I'm like, I did. And then the next day, I found one or two words that I was saying very differently. I was like, I didn't plan this. What happened? Are you guys here? And then the second day, there were more words. So here's, I was listening to myself. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You're American. We don't, we don't talk like that. And after that, my brother lives in um, Leeds. So I, I, we, flew over to, we flew over to Leeds. And then his kids. Auntie, are my cousins coming too? I'm like, they're not here. I hadn't been there for up to two weeks. Do you guys understand what is happening? Okay. And so the truth of the matter is, no matter how much I would have bound and cast the accent, if I had stayed there for one year, I would have come up here like, praise the Lord, we're so excited to be in church today. Can we give, can we give God a big hand of praise for our pastor, Pastor Steve? That's, that's what you would have had. That's what you would have had. Why? Walk with the British and sound... You can't resist your environment. So if you're struggling to pray, you are in the wrong environment. If you don't, if you read the word and you sleep, you are in the wrong environment. If you're a Christian, you believe that you should be broke, you are in the wrong environment. If you've been a Christian for 10 years and not one soul is saved because of you, you are in the wrong environment. If you're struggling to pay tithes when other people are building churches and giving God the keys, like I built this church for you, you are in the wrong. So, after an event like the convention, are you going to take this transformed you and put in the midst of fire extinguishers who will make you look in one month like you never encountered God? Or are you going to put yourself in an environment where it's one level of glory to another level of glory to another level of glory? Are you going to keep and multiply what God has done with you? Are you guys here with me? Our job is to stay in the word. Continue in the word we heard. Continue to hear new words. Read our word. Our job is to pray. These things sound simple. But I'm telling you, this is the key. It's the key Jesus used. God doesn't do complex things. God does simple but profound things. 
If he told us you have to get a turtle that has never been, you know, that has never had a child and, and get a toad that happens to be green and blah, blah, we'll go do it. He didn't give us complicated things. He said, you have a Bible, read it. You have the word on YouTube, listen to it. You have a great home church, go to church. You can pray, pray. There's a vehicle called Arise and Shine, be there. There's a community here of people who will pray, who will do the word. Build friendships, build relationships, put yourself in a small group. Find the people that are on fire, connect with them. Disconnect from the fire extinguishers and watch and see what God will do with your life. The Bible says we all with an unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord. Sometimes when we think that we think, oh, you know, holy God. No, when you behold his glory, you're beholding his character. So you become like him. You're beholding his power so you can wield that power. You're beholding his wealth so you can manifest that wealth. You're beholding his favor so that favor can come upon you. Beholding. Beholding. I believe God that in this building that there are people who have decided I must become who God called me to be. People who have decided my life must look like what the Bible says. People who have decided this, this level is beneath me. God has called me to hire and I will pay the price to get there. Are those people here? Do those people come to church today? Fight to become. The gift God gave you called the man convention. The gift God gave you called the Main City Church is raw material. The question is, what will you do with that raw material? The question is, will you take the gift God has given you and work it and give God the gift of your transformed life? Or are you going to still roll over and play dead? Are you going to say, oh, but the man of God said, and then no, no. Raw material, raw material, raw material. It is our choice to then use it and take it to the next level. So we can look back and say, Dominion Convention 2023 was a defining moment in my life. It was the moment that triggered a series of events that brought me to where I am right now. Who is going to have that testimony? Hallelujah. Dominion Convention was God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift to God. He's done his part. He's done his part. It's time for us to do our part. So, the replay is there. Tim will post it up there. I want you to grab some links and then we're going to pray. Um, dcgeorgia.org for slash replay. The media team even put the role replay in one space. Oh, you just got to go there. Paul will be confused. Don't confuse Paul. Okay? Okay. So that's number one. So you can listen to the word. Listen to the word. Number two, you make a decision. I will be in church. Don't take vacation. Why? Because you are engaging the law of lift. Vacation to What? Vacation from the word to what? Amen? Number three, Arise and Shine is there for you. dcgeorgia.org forward slash prayer. 
if you're here, you're not filled with the Spirit, come meet us after service. We'll get you filled. You pray in the Spirit. Come to Arise and Shine. We pray in the Spirit. Be hardcore on Arise and Shine. You come there at your own risk. Okay. And then number four, this is, this is on the heart of Jesus. Amen. What you're doing, help somebody else do it. Did you hear me? Like this word you heard and the decisions you made should then feature in the lives of others. Somebody else should be studying the word because of you. Somebody else should be praying because of you. Somebody else should remove themselves from a community of fire extinguishers and put themselves in a community of people who set them on fire because of you. Drag somebody and say, come with me. Let's do this together. Come with me. Let's go to church together. Come with me. Let's go to Arise and Shine together. Come with me. I'm studying this chapter. Let's study together. Come with me. Let's do a challenge. Let's see how quickly we can go through these replays. Somebody else should be on fire because of you. Because of you. Think of the gift of God that you're here listening to this word right after the convention. So you can take that. Give that gift to somebody else. Are you guys here? Did you guys get that? Okay. This system that we looked at is the system for continuous radical transformation. It's a system. The era of month to month, you look the same, it's over. The era of quarter to quarter, like someone saw you a year ago and they see you now and they can recognize you. No, that area is over. They should go like, when did you become this person? And you should go like, how long you got? Because I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Are you guys here? That era is over. That era of one plus one is two plus one is three plus one is four. No, it's over. We're talking quantum leaps. Quantum leaps. Quantum leaps. What is the process? What we talked about this morning. Amen. And so I'm so grateful to God and I cannot wait to celebrate what he does with you as you engage this process. Amen. Amen. Please join me. Stand up on your feet. I want you to bow down your heads and I want you to talk to God. I want you to make commitments. Lord, this is what I'm going to do. Commitments. Amen. Y'all soldiers, come on. Stand up. Stand up. You can do it. Praise God. So I want you to talk to him. And while that is going on, if you are here, if you are here and you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, I would love to pray with you. It is the best decision you can make. The plans he has for you are amazing. Everything you're looking for can be found in him. So if that's you, I want to pray with you. If you're online, you can let us know in the comments. If you're here, just raise your hand so I can see it and you can put it down. Raise your hand. You're here. You have not made Jesus the Lord of your life. Have not made him. Hallelujah. Do I want to believe everybody here is saved? Anybody? I would love, love, love to pray with you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. What a gift. What a gift. Okay, join me. Join me. Say this prayer from the depths of your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I recognize my need for a Savior. I recognize that I'm a sinner. 
And I come to you today to lay this life at your feet and to accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I choose to live for you from this moment on in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone who's saying this prayer for the first time, dedicating their lives to you. You are the maker of men. A journey with you is the best journey anybody can have. It's the best. I commit them into your hands, Lord. You're the one who takes men from the dunghill and you make them the princes in the land. I ask, Lord, that you do a work in them. Lead them in the way they should go. Show them how to live like the sheep and you're the shepherd leading them. If there's any form of oppression in their lives, it loses its hold over them right now. In the name of Jesus, the things they're believing you for, Lord. Those prayers are answered in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I ask that you keep them. You keep them until that day. And they'll come up before you. And they'll hear these words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.